Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Artist Well. This is your source, your weekly source of inspiration and connection uh, with artists throughout Ireland and indeed beyond. This is our 42nd uh, episode, and I'm thrilled this morning to have a good friend of mine, John McGlynn, as our special guest. John is a guitarist, he's a singer-songwriter, and um, there, there may be a one or two of you who uh, haven't actually heard him sing in the entire planet, um, but uh, and we are in for a treat if that's the case, because we're going to show a few videos um, of, of John singing. Um, but let's just have a wee chat with them first before we do that and go down to or go up to, depending on how you look at it, um, Monaghan and say hello to John McGlynn. Hiya, John. How are you? How are you, Alan? Good to be on today uh, from sunny Monaghan, says he lying horribly. <laughs> great to see you great to see you now unlike an awful lot of the artists that we've had on the art as well uh, whom i haven't met in the flesh i have met you before and you and i go back uh, quite a few years yeah that was a bit of a shocker for you there alan wasn't it like yeah you said how long have we known each other do you remember that gig that i did in the yacht club and i yeah wasn't that, that 10 wasn't that 10 years ago uh no it 25. absolutely it was nearly 30 years ago yeah. you my my very successful private corporate entertainment business on Una Corporate yeah. was stimulated entirely by you 30 years ago in the House of Lords. Yeah, I remember that. We, we did a gig. There were about 15 companies uh, and I was involved in organising um, a sort of an annual dinner uh, with a yeah. bit of entertainment and you were the entertainment. Um, and it was about 15 companies involved in a loyalty scheme for the bank. And uh, it was just magic. I mean, the, you know, a lot, some of you may have, may have experienced this, but um, John and his troop of how many, 15, 20? Uh, no, no, it was less. Would, for something like that, I think we probably did about 12, I think. Oh, 12, okay, yeah, yeah, it would have been about 12. It's very small, you know. It is, it is quite small, but um, they, they arrive in through a door completely unexpected once they're announced, and uh, they're all robed, uh, the women are robed, and the fellows are in their sort of uh, costume. And it is just magical the, the way they walk in, holding, everything is blacked out, okay? And they're holding a candle and they start to sing in, in this sort of haunting manner uh, as they proceed throughout the audience. And the way you hear people, you know, coming towards you and then going away, and then more people coming towards you and going away is just the most extraordinary experience. I don't know if many of you have experienced it, but it really is magic. It, it was actually at the time yeah. it was fascinating because we had never taken it off the stage and you said the, the House of Lords in the Bank of Ireland building uh, not conducive to any type of live entertainment whatsoever and yet there was that's, a Nuna in and they, the, the audience were part of it, an incredibly difficult room to play and sing and yet it inspired me to go on and 30 years later that's how I make my living, all because of you Alan. Okay, well, oh. we'll talk about the 10% later. <laughs> 10, I think 20. We haven't worked for a year. <laughs> oh, now's the time to negotiate. Okay. <laughs> anyway, listen, just to give everyone a flavour, because we, 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 we've uh, decided on a structure that basically um, is, is uh, slide-led in terms of the chronology of, of uh, your career. And it's going to be interspersed with videos. But I want to start with one. Uh, and particularly for those of you who, or those of you who don't know John, this gives you a very, very good flavour of the man's ability, both in singing and musically. Um, so let, let's do that. And uh, we'll, we'll go straight to screen share and bring that one up. Um, John, in the meantime, while I'm doing that, would you explain about this particular song? This is Fionula 
which you pronounce better than <laughs> I was just dying for you to say it. I'll stop it. Go on. <laughs> I can uh, cut that. <laughs> oh, of course you can, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Go on. Fionguala is from the Western Isles of Scotland, and it's a type of singing called Puerto Boyle, which is mouth dancing or mouth music. Mm-hmm. And it was originally was made famous by the Bothy band. This arrangement is very similar to their arrangement. And uh, what you're going to hear is more of a phonetic interpretation, my arrangement of it. Right. I'll tell you what it's about afterwards. Yeah, okay. No sound, no sound, Alan. You see the little glitch there? Yeah, a little glitch. We're going to do that again, and um, just bear with me. I think I might have optimized it, okay, for sound. Okay, give me a thumbs up, John, if you can hear this. Yeah. Yep. Ustingal, for me, Ustingal, for me, Ustingal, let's see how long I have another, see how long I can carry this again. Vain invader, full of men, a bit too far, you know, when the grass and a hurry. Now, Margaret, the good thing. That's a song about fishing, by the way, hence all the sea imagery. And just to let you know, this is a little aside, which Mm -hmm. I always find interesting and hilarious. Uh, Oh, God. Okay, I'll do this really quickly. Yeah. That is the result of a meeting online with a gentleman called Denny Young, who saw his sister saw us perform in Dublin Castle many, many years ago. And he had all of our albums. 
and Michael Mail from this complete stranger to say, I'd like to make a TV special and an album with you. And of course it was ignored like all other lunatic fruitcakes and yet Denny persisted. And he turns out he wasn't, he was the director of a company called Elevation. And oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and there's a couple of coincidences there. First of all, the director of that video that you saw there is a gentleman called Terry Fryer. And he was, he was the hands of Bill Murray in Groundhog Day. Do you remember the bit where he plays the jazz? Yes. That's yes, Terry yes, yes. Fryer. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing is the yeah. rig that was used to video that in Trinity Chapel in uh, Trinity Church in Cleveland. Yes. Uh, that was the elevation rig for U2. We brought it in. Mm. It was a huge production. That is Celtic origins. You might be able to find it or check it out, but it was broadcast all over PBS and actually outsold the Eagles. We got to number one in the Nielsen sound scan in America in 2007. Mm. So it was one of the biggest selling albums in America. Incredible. Amazing. Yeah, it was. Um, John, John, let, let's go back a bit because before I, I, I talk about your, your first career, um, what sort of kid were you when you were young? Uh, Big Bad John. My dad yes. called me Big Bad John. Yeah. Scowly, difficult, uh, always, always uh, very annoying and irritating. My mother will eventually get to see this. I'd like to apologize now, mother. Okay, get that in, <laughs> get that in. But, but you didn't start then in the music business initially, did you? No, I was an no. architect. Yeah. yeah. So let, let, let's, let's just go straight to, to the, the slides and then we can Slide talk on yeah. through that, yeah? Go for it there. All right. You see that? Yeah, I like my name there. Nicely yep. done. Good, Good thank font. you. Thank you for uh, that. Presented. <laughs> thank you. The artist. <laughs> All right. Now, this is, this is what you were first. So talk, talk <laughs> us through this. Uh, that shirt is, uh, was bought. No, not your shirt. You. Oh, sorry. <laughs> That's the only photograph of me working as an architect in professional practice taken by a gentleman called John Monroe. Mm. And we worked in London. And Simon Le Bon lived next door, as far as I know. Uh, we used to sleep in hammocks and eat pizza and stay up all night and drink three or four pints of beer at lunchtime, which for the life of me, I still don't really understand. Mm. I presume that working practice in, in London is finished. It was, it was a thing in London. It was, I, yeah. I, I, I remember. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, two gin and tonics and a bottle of wine over lunch. Don't even think about it. And then you want no. to try drawing tiny details, working drawings. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you start early, I guess. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> so um, okay. So how long? How long did this career last? And and I mean, did did you enjoy it? Uh, I my big problem was getting things to approve. Uh, the thing about performing live is that it's done. You are judged immediately on the performance that you've created. Mm -hmm. it, with architecture, it took years. And one of the the problems, of course, with architecture, particularly in this country is it's not particular form, whereas it truly is, you know, I mean, the science of living, the science of space, which is what it is, uh, and to be able to create beautiful environments, all architecture is generated by activity. Uh, so from my point of view, it just wasn't immediate enough. Yes. Plus I was a musician as well. well and was that always your first love or, or, or was this something that you, 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 you might have continued? And we, we did the whole sitting around the piano with my mother, the yep. three of us, 
three boys and we sang in three parts as children mm-hmm. and uh my my very well no that's one of the other slides but my my whole bent was always towards singing i've always been able to sing slightly yes. out of tune but much better now i hope yeah you've improved that's for sure yes okay so t- tell us about this now this is your your early days in the music business Yes, I'd first of all like to, to uh, send a little shout to my brother Tom. That's Tom there on the on the middle there. He's yeah, the here. lead singer of our band, which was yeah. Dead Drunk. Yeah. Uh, that was the name of the band, by the way. It was the only prerequisite at the time. And this is taken at the Architects Ball. Uh, we were actually supporting Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> believe were you? it or not, that <laughs> night, yeah. Great. She was she was in a band called Tom Tom Acoot. Mm-hmm. And we were literally the sound engineer. You can see his hand there in the left-hand side. We did about 20 yeah. minutes and he unplugged us. We were so bad. <laughs> but it's an inter- that's an interesting group. Not pictured in the, uh, in, in the photograph is Stephen St. Ledger, uh, who was too young to play. He was only 13. Mm. And we used to play. It was Ledger's Shed. That's where we used to practice. Yes. And he's gone on now. He's the director of uh, the producing director, I think, of Vikings. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> the TV show, The History Channel. And behind, directly behind Tom is Michael Sheridan, the broadcaster. He's a very good friend of mine. Great mm-hmm. bassist as well. And this is you here. That's me on the left. I think Looking. there's another shot of me there. I think you have. Oh, sorry. Hold on. Yeah, there is. Yeah. There. Looking very punk. Yeah, that, I had to borrow that T-shirt off Frankie there. The Frank Cronin. Uh-huh. I didn't even know who SLF were. Like many South Dublin boys, we were rebelling against stuff we didn't really know Understand. what we were rebelling against. Yes. Yeah, but it was a good, good idea at the time. It was. It was. Look at the photograph. That's it. <laughs> okay, so where are we here? <clears throat> this is in Carrick Macross. I can't remember the name of the, uh, the venue, but it's a hotel, function room, as you can see. And that's me on the far left beside Stephen Kenny. And that's sure. my first ever performance with Anuna. Uh, there was a performance before that, which I've just remembered and I didn't tell you, mm-hmm. which was the launch of Actung Baby. And Anuna were asked to perform a song on Grafton Street at about eight o'clock in the morning on the day of the launch. And it was Mysterious Ways and Michael was sort of at a loss as to what to do. So he asked me if I'd play the guitar and sing the lead vocal on it. There's a recording of it somewhere. Uh, I'll dig so- it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, that is officially the first live performance there. But there was one before that. But it was all captured on film. There yeah. it is. Me yeah. with the big red face. And we were doing excerpts from West Side Story there. But what, what was the occasion, did you say? I don't know. No, Which okay. one? Like the first no, one about acting? No, this. No, no, no. Oh, I don't know. It was just a, yeah. it was a private, it was a private thing. All right, local okay. people came along. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. This is a great shot. This is by Nigel Brand, and this mm. is the original lineup for th- this incredibly progressive group, which uh, at the time I don't even think I performed. This is around 1991, and that's in a little castle, I think, in Dalkir Kalini. Mm-hmm. Not sorry, it's a church, a ruined church, and we were moving into the direction of. There's no traditional choral music in Ireland whatsoever. All the singers that you see there, pretty much anyone who's trained, were trained as opera singers or they had been in, in boys' choirs. There's my friend Gareth up there, sitting up on the, the top of the yoke there. Mm-hmm. I think he was in the Palestrina. But yep. uh, we knew there was something different happening. We started to get a little bit of rock and roll. 
Mm. And you'll see from a later photograph, this is exactly what happened. Okay. And this, this is you? That's Michael. Oh, that's Michael. And this is you? Yeah. This yeah. is you... me there yeah. in profile yeah, yeah. Yeah. with my William Shatner mutton chops. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. Now, this is, this is interesting. Yeah. What's, what's the story about that? There. This photograph was taken, not backstage because there wasn't really a stage, this taken in Trinity College right at the very beginning of Anuna. Mm -hmm. And Michael had been asked by somebody if uh, he would teach Elvis Costello, Declan McManus, how to read and write music. And he would turn Did up. Did he not the know? Did, no, did he not he didn't. know. No. He's like me. I don't. I don't really. I don't really read. Okay. I. I. It's. He, he was exactly the same, and he had embarked on this project, uh, to write something for the Brodsky Quartet, and yes. that that will place that in time. Hmm. But uh, he he would turn up at the door and pick him up, in his. I think it was a Mercedes at the time. Yeah. And ask if Michael could come out to play. So Declan, Declan would turn up backstage at. <clears throat> several gigs i remember mm. but I, I certainly he was a lovely guy he did a couple of gigs with us as well he did uh she moved through the fair with us several times with us backing him but yes a really truly down-to-earth guy great guy really nice guy uh, he was going after the Irish woman at this point but this is before diana crawl yeah yeah quite but uh yeah. yeah she would turn up with him and uh she's the one actually that would come and pick michael up regularly yeah. from the house Yes, and I was yes. sitting inside pretending not to be impressed. <laughs> oh, a, little, a little side was a friend of mine, mm. uh, Paddy Cook, was a huge fan of Elvis Costello. He didn't believe it at all. So I asked him, uh, would, he, would he be able to give uh, Paddy a present, I think for his, I can't remember which birthday it was. Mm. And he gave him a copy of an album called Blood and Chocolate. And it was cancelled because it looked like a bar of Bourneville. So it was in breach of copyright. Yeah. And I think there was about 100 of them made. And he signed it and sent it off and by God, Paddy never opened his mouth again. <laughs> You're there, Paddy. Yeah. That torture. Exactly. Now, um, I want to, to play another video of, of you singing and uh, this is called All She Has Is You. Could you give us a bit of background to it? This is If All She Has Is You. It's mm -hmm. taken in, again, it's part of the presentation for Celtic Origins. And this is, interestingly enough, this has been covered several times, but the most recent one was in 2014 by a group called Electric Youth. And yes. they put it on their debut album. They are most significant for having done the drive sequence in the movie, the Ryan Gosling vehicle drive. And it was produced by Vince Clark, Depeche Mode and Yazoo. Oh, so this, this is my version of it. This is, I, I really love this. This is one of my favorite things that I've ever done. Okay, coming up. If All She Has Is You is a love song of sorts. It's desperately sad if you listen to the words properly from the point of view of a man who has done many things that he has regretted. For me, every time I sing it, I hope the audience see it as a simple love song, but it most certainly isn't.
night say I'll never know what happened today I'd written a song to string her along I knew it was wrong she told me we would last forever that all she'd ever had was me I've just said goodbye based on a lie that I told to my sweet love but if all she has is you make sure you If all she has is you, make sure you're one in a million. She'd waited in vain, a figure in black, alone in the rain. She still wears my ring, a curious thing. She told me we would last forever That all she'd ever had was me I've just said goodbye Based on a lie that I told you My sweet love But if all she has is you make sure you are in a million if all she has is you make sure you are in a million if all she has is you make sure you song thank you very much alan that's yeah, beautiful. lovely of you to say beautiful. an interesting an interesting aside to my my little thing about electric youth was that uh, i spoke to austin who's the uh, the guy he's one of the, the members of the group there's only two of them mm -hmm. and they had been on holidays in la and they were watching the pbs special which is ironic really because you think that rock and roll stars would not be watching pbs in the states but they were and this came on and he was in having a shower and when he came out, apparently uh, his girlfriend decided that's going on the album. 
And for mm. you to put somebody else's track right in the middle of a completely self-penned debut album, it hit them really hard. They really, really loved it. And so it was a huge compliment to me. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually heard it. I, I, I don't think it does it justice, to be perfectly frank. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <laughs> nicely said there, Alan, nicely said. Yeah. Um, what would you say is the sort of the, the pivotal moment where, you know, you sort of said, whoa, this is it, this is the best ever? I mean, you know, was, was there a point in time where, where, where you thought this is starting to happen big time? Uh, with Onuna, a, a friend of mine, Dennis Gilbert, who was another architect, came along to mm -hmm. a gig in Trinity College. And I had been working on all these bizarre moves based on early Christian procession. And he said, as the singers walked up, he came up to me afterwards and he said, I could smell them as they walked past. And I realized that there was a lot more to performance than simply sitting there and, and not so much doing as you're told, but doing as you're expected. And you don't necessarily have to participate. And it, it all goes into the whole idea of space and filling a space. One of the, uh, the ideas I always had was, it was like one of those snow globes. Mm that music fills the space, no matter where it is and what it is. So we treated cathedrals and churches in a, with exactly the same reverence as we did with any venue we ever did. Mm -hmm. And yes. uh, it, it's something that is, that was a pivotal moment anyway. Thanks, Dennis. By the way, Dennis is building one house of the year on that RTE show. Oh yeah. I yeah, I don't, I don't have a TV, so I couldn't tell you, but okay. he's now a multi-millionaire. <laughs> um, let's go back oh. to, to showing a few a few images here. Now, this, this one you say is the only one of you. This is the only shot of me on stage with Riverdance. I think here. this is the point depot. Yeah, yeah. And on, for those of you who right, don't know, it was yeah. in 1994, wasn't it? Uh, during an, inter an interval of the uh, Eurovision. And it was. This, yeah. This 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 sort of intermission um, filler, <laughs> you nearly call it. Uh, turned out to be the, the most successful uh, show on earth for several years it was. and is still going. Yeah, yeah, still, well, yes, yeah, still going. Were, were you that expecting great. that, John? Because you, you were the lead singer there. The I original. remember bumping into Bill Whelan backstage after Michael Flatley came off and the audience went berserk, which hmm. looking back at the clips, there's an awful lot of pullaways and they, they didn't so much play it down, but they didn't realize what was happening. The audience went absolutely berserk. That's and right. I turned to Bill and I said, Bill, I hope you have lorries ready with that music. And he didn't, they didn't expect anything that happened. Did and they the not? feedback was just incredible. On the yeah. stage there in the right-hand side is my brother, Tom, looking yeah. fantastic. Here. And on yeah. the left-hand side here is uh, my best man, Richard Boyle. I think he's on today. Where is he uh, now? Far left. On the far, far left, that's him yeah. there. Yeah. That's, that's Richard and we've, basically been knocking around together through thick and thin since right. so uh and is that Kate? that's katie mcmahon there yeah katie, yeah i remember her because she she Fabulous did the original singer. gigs with she us did, yeah. yeah yeah certainly She's living in and a few, few all of these people have moved on to to other things haven't they they have, yes. There's, Isn't there a story about this young lady here? This, that's Emer Lang, and I hope I got it right. I think she's the top eye surgeon, one of the top eye surgeons in the world. Hmm. <laughs> and it all started here, folks. It, it all started here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Amazing, amazing. And of course, over the years, you know, a lot, a lot of people from uh, Onuna have, have moved over to Riverdance. 
you know, I mean, could you even think of the number of people who've been through um, your troop before? Well, looking oh, at you know, over the years. Looking mm -hmm. at a name here, one of one of the finest musicians I think Ireland has ever produced is I'm looking at her right now, Julie Feeney. Yes, uh, she's probably very busy at the moment, but uh, yes, people like Hosier and my cousin Ava, who I think is on here as well, who is just launched her new album. Yeah. Uh, yes, we've had the most incredible, unbelievably talented singers come through the group. Hosier, he's another one of ours as well. Yes. Yes. Oh, good God. Alan. Yeah, okay, we, we have to show it. We have to show it. Explain yourself. Uh, this was again by Nigel Brand, who uh, amazingly enough took the first very reserved black and white photograph you saw. And this was back in the day when you just did things for the hell of it. Yeah. So we, we got our dressers and we got our hair and our props. And there's a big, uh, the background was painted especially and everything was sourced correctly. And I think uh, Nigel had seen a photograph, or he certainly worked with us on it, on uh, mm -hmm. Cosmopolitan, and he said, let's produce that. So that was something that we saw Nuna as something progressive and different, and yet still acquire. There yeah. you go. But did, did you actually perform in that sort of rig out? No, we didn't. Though no. I think Gareth, who's standing beside me there, I think Gareth still likes to dress that way at home. Okay, we and won't get to that. Because I know he hasn't turned up this morning. <laughs> I see, okay. <laughs> All right. Now, what's happening here? This was uh, President Mary McAleese brought us on a state visit to Buenos Aires in Chile. And this is taken in the, I've got this pronunciation wrong, in the Subte, I think, mm -hmm. which is the underground of Buenos Aires. And we were dragged down uh, with cameras in the middle of the rush hour in Buenos Aires to sing songs into, these are what we call area mics. <laughs> they're directional mics. I think they're uh, yeah. they're 58s. So nobody could hear us, and we were laughing away there. I was trying to keep everyone in check. I'm on the far yeah. left there. You're over here. Yeah, I'm yeah. on the far left there. Yeah, yes. there's Simon Morgan there standing beside me. There's Richard as well, uh, and we're uh, we're singing away to an audience of people not listening to anything we're doing. They couldn't <laughs> figure out what we were doing there, and everybody's burnt yes. because we had some sun. It was shocking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Never again. Yeah, I can't remember the name of this guy, but this epitomizes my PBS moments. I mm -hmm. did uh, two PR trips, uh, one for Celtic Origins and another for a subsequent hilarious special we did, Christmas Memories. And this was in 13, I think it's in uh, upstate New York, or it could be in New York City. Mm -hmm. And this guy very much what you see there and if you look down at his feet he's wearing trainers and uh, i'm looking at him here and i'm just trying to think desperately how am i going to stop laughing yeah because he wasn't anything like he appeared to be but the whole pbs system in america if any if there are any americans watching this is just remarkable yeah. they're, they're they're they function outside of the grid they're financed only by public support so mm -hmm. we could do with it here actually we yeah. really could yeah yeah, yeah. very so good that was an, that was an interview that was an interview yeah Pr prior to a concert or something was it we we did we did gigs in borders bookstores every night we would travel for four hours and get out and do a gig and mm -hmm. then 
go straight to bed and get up in the morning and do radio interviews. It was just five, six weeks of incredible work. Yeah. Did you enjoy that, John? Or was it, was it quite every arduous? second of it. Every second it. of it. Yeah. Yeah. There are two states in the world, Alan. You're either on tour or you're not. <laughs> yes. Anyone who thinks that they're waiting to go home should not be on tour. Yeah. <laughs> there that, you go that looks uh, like a fun that's time a night, that's, a, that's a night off we went for mm. a few beers after concert and uh, there was a guy with a caddy who offered who was obviously extremely drunk who offered to drive us around and of course the moment that was in it we all said yes and I said absolutely not get up there and we take a photograph yeah there's, uh, there's my friend Ian and uh, <clears throat> right in there at the back is Rory Johnson who was the this tour guy? manager he was our yep he was yep. our tour manager he was the, the tour manager for the Sex Pistols and the Clash, uh, the first tour, well, the only tour for the Pistols. Mm -hmm. And beside him there is Noel Eccles, and he's uh, Moving Hearts. Yeah. He is a very good friend of mine. And there's Derek as well. Derek, how are you? Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it, that would sort of epitomize touring, to be honest. Yes, Anything yes. could happen. Great fun. Oh, good God. That's Halloween 2007, I think. Yes. Much of it speaks for itself. Are you, well, let, let's start with where, where, where are you? Are you taking the photograph? I'm the one taking the photograph. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, the innocent party. The, the, the pirates there in the right and, and Orla and Elaine decided that they would, uh, they would dress up as punks in honour of Rory, which mm -hmm. seems bizarre, but it was logical. And in behind them there is, I can't remember his name, but he was actually Bjork's sound engineer. And oh, there's right. Rory Musgraven. The front and there's Gary Middle. I was the other half of the Blue Brothers, Blues Brothers. Ah, here, Fun yes, on yes. tour. I, I included these, uh, Alan, because no mm. one has ever seen them. I just yes. thought that they'd be fun. Yeah, good. Now they're wonderful. Wonderful. Now, is that the National Concert Hall? That's in the National Concert Hall. Mm. I got a review for that to say that my music was, quote, directly boring. That was, that was, uh, yeah, that's 2011, I think. I can't yeah. remember. But that's the single man on the stage. And some people really get off on it. Uh, I get extremely nervous before I perform. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing when you sing being nervous, but it's another thing when you play and your hands are sweating. And it's yes. a mechanical thing, which an issue that I've always had. But sometimes it just clicks. And that night it absolutely clicked. And when you're with a, you know, a, a backing group of people, as in a, a choral group, I should say, um, do, do you feel a little more confident because of that? There's, I'm working. Mm -hmm. It's one is work and the other is presenting yourself. You're literally on a plate. Yeah. So, uh, and what was the occasion of that, I, John? Uh, I, Madeline Peru asked me to, uh, to support her and mm -hmm. she was extremely nice and extremely nice person a great artist and actually come up to me before and afterwards to say thank you so much for coming in i've done guest spots with lots of people but madden really went out of the way so that was that was lovely very nice yeah i never told okay. you the story about this we were doing a festival mm -hmm. in french-speaking canada outdoors and the thing went on a little bit and i got up to do my announcement and my presentation and right behind us on the back of the hill this heavy metal band started playing and we couldn't hear it we had to stop the concert we couldn't hear a damn thing and that was the moment the sound engineer Brisa took that photograph 
I said, everyone take a bow. And I gave the salute, the rock salute. Yes. yes. <laughs> so well, what happened? I mean, another group just started over you. It, just, it, was, a, it was a festival, you know. <laughs> oh, right. An absolute, they were unbelievable. We couldn't sing over it. Nobody could hear anything. And I just said, nah, we're finished. Everybody <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd, had, you'd had your 15 minutes of fame. You're out. Salute to the rock gods. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. No, this, oh this yeah, is this of... is. I have to. I have to thank Phil Marshall for this. He was the one that persuaded myself. This is again. Denny Young was part of this. There's my cousin Ava, second from the left there. Uh, here. Hopefully she's still on. Yes. Uh, now that's Nikki. She's in a video later on. Ava's over here on the far left. Oh here. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She's very young in that as well. Mm -hmm. And this is a. Uh, a, a top hat and tails Christmas show. I don't know where it's gone. I have no idea what happened to it, but maybe it'll appear on Irish TV someday. Mm. And just to give you some idea of the extent where we went, this is 19, sorry, what am I saying? 2007, I think, 2008. And this is filmed in July in uh, Cleveland. So yep. it's like 150 degrees outside, but great moment there. Great friends there. Yeah. It was a sort of a, a Christmas special, was it? It was a Christmas special. Yeah. I see Alice in there as well. Good Lord. Yeah. And do you also, you also did um, uh, a gig with uh, Jules Holland, a Christmas one. Uh, yeah, we did. That I saw recently, yeah, when I was, when I was it, investigating it's up on you YouTube. again. You'll, yeah. you'll have to Google it. And he basically uh, told us to give a few bars of Fionn Gwalloch, which I duly did. It's out there. Mm -hmm. All you need to do is Google Anuna Jules Holland and you'll see it. That's right. But yeah, yeah, that was some experience. But that was one of many things we did, Alan, at the time. You yes. know, we were over and back. It sure. was we were we were in the biggest show in the world at the time, you know, yeah. and afterwards. So yeah. yeah, it's continued on some journey. You reminded me of so many things now. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny that, that that's exactly the sentiment that a lot of artists uh, convey when, when when they've done this, because it really does force you to go back, you know, on the work that you've done, what you've done, where you are, where you're going which is generally the, the format, yeah. you know? Um, now, I'm, I'd like to show another video, and this is called Cherry Tree. Could you give us some background to this? Uh, this is filmed primarily by my wife. And, uh, God, how long have we got? Uh, well, plenty of Anastas time, you're all right. And, and Anastasia uh, and myself had mm -hmm. all sorts of problems. She's uh, Russian from Volgograd. Mm -hmm. And we had been friends for 10 years. And one day I decided that I wanted to marry her. <laughs> well, congratulations. Her. Congratulations. Because this is quite <laughs> recent, really. isn't it? It's uh, 2019. Yeah. Which is quite recent. Mm. And uh, I said I needed a photographer. She's, apart from being an English teacher, she's uh, a fantastic illustrator and toy maker. And we just met in, in Paris in April, yeah, and I proposed to her three days after I met her. Mm. And then we had to go through the immigration process in Ireland. One of the, the things about the process itself was that we did it all ourselves. So it's like you earn your marriage. And we met all over Europe. And the place that we ended up settling, meeting, she would fly from Russia to meet me periodically for a full year. And the place that we settled was Tallinn. Estonia. In Estonia. Yeah. I, yeah, I will tell you about this video 
I'm walking around with a guitar case. Oh yeah, do do because we're, we're, yeah, we'll go back to that because we she are, she did yeah. she did suggest at the time, well not no afterwards. Why did you not take the guitar out of the guitar case? So we filmed this at dawn uh, in Tallinn. If you haven't been to Tallinn, I got my second wedding was there. My first was in Moscow. Uh, you've got to go go before it. I don't know changes. I mm, guess. Okay. <laughs> Sh shall we shall we go into that? Go into it there now and I'll tell yep. you about it afterwards. All right. <clears throat> John, that was beautiful. That filmed that. That Anastasia filmed it. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. It's fantastic. Really we did. Uh, Talon. We're going back as soon as mm. this is finished. But but Talon is incredibly special for us because we actually got locked down there for five months. Mm -hmm. uh, we yes. went over to meet. I was doing a gig in Norway, and we went over to meet again. No hope of visas. Impossible to get in. Mm -hmm. And through the efforts of the ambassador there, Francis Kiernan, who I will always be grateful to, and a very old friend of mine, Eugene Downs, we managed to sort out a visa which allowed her to come to Ireland. But at the time we were stuck there, uh, she had an expired Schengen visa. So in the middle of the pandemic, sorry, at the beginning of the pandemic, mm -hmm. she could have been sent back to Moscow which would yes. have been appalling and we might not have seen her. I might not have seen her for a year. So it was, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's Tallinn is definitely one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. Mm. <clears throat> okay. Let's, let's move back to the slides for a sec. Oh yeah. That's Pat. Yes. Oh yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Paris. It, this is, this is the ruse that I used to, to bring her over to Paris was that she would take some photographs of me doing a radio interview. So that's me there. And there's another one, if you go on. 
Yes. See, mm-hmm. in low light, she said she was very nervous when she took these photographs because she had no idea. Like literally the day after that, I asked her to marry me. Really? And uh, and then the next slide there, Alan, you'll yep. get it up. We, there she this is. is me, uh, this is me arriving in that. <laughs> so see, you, yeah. Uh, in in Red Square. Yeah. Uh, at about six o'clock in the morning, yes. where she picked me up and we were married in a registry office. Uh, in Moscow, that the day afterwards, literally, and I very mean, happy memories. Yeah, and you were you were you were telling me um, uh, during the week about about the place where you actually did get married, the church. Yeah, uh, uh, and uh, can you tell us well, a bit no, about no, that? Because it was quite well, surprising. In Red, in Red Square, from the point of view mm. of uh, choral music, if anyone is interested, we met there. We I think we had to wait till a, re- a restaurant opened so we could have some breakfast. Yeah. But we were wandering around, that's Lenin's tomb in the background. And down in the far right-hand corner of Red Square, there's this tiny little church. And I could hear music being piped out. Mm. And I said, that's lovely. You know, there was no one there. That's lovely, you know, half past six, seven o'clock in the morning. And she said, no, it's not. That's a service that's going on now. And we went in mm. and it was a live service. And the singers, there was maybe eight of them. There was, they, were, they had a semi-chorus. Uh, they were singing live. They had three countertenors that I could hear. The yes. quality was stunning for no money, for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing something that basically revived my whole thought about the reason that people do music, why they do it, and the situation they put themselves in to do it. And Red Square at dawn. Wow. Wonderful. In October. Yeah. yeah. You're, a, you're a romantic, aren't you? I am. I am. Yeah. I am. Rush is fabulous, by the way. If anyone hasn't been there, get over there. Well, I know my wife would love me to bring her there. Go. I think she was... My she, advice. <laughs> exactly. Now, your, your wife is not making um, uh, an appearance, despite no, my... She's actually, despite she's working my pleas. upstairs at the moment. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yes. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Not going to work. Sorry, Alan. <laughs> well, at least we saw her in the photograph, so... You saw her in the photograph. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Um... Okay, there's one more video, but we'll show that in, in a second. I just want to go through, see if there's any uh, comments um, that, that have been made, uh, John, if that's okay. Uh, Marianne says, I've seen them Ballina, County Mayo, with all the candles through the Protestant church. It was fantastic. That's a great thing. Um, it was many years ago now that uh, I'm doing a concert. And Colette says, experienced a wonderful performance in Kilmainham Jail, <coughs> complete with candles oh, many that- years ago. That was yeah. with Andy Irvine and, and my advisor, I think, if I really? remember correctly. Yes. Yeah. The, me- the memory still, still lingers with me. Thanks for the experience. Uh, Judy says that song is an absolute classic. Eileen McDermott Rowe says, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I think the costumes, use of space, music and singing combine so wonderfully in your performances. Absolutely terrific. Um, thanks for that, Eileen. Jacinta Monks, wonderful, Alan, really enjoying the journey with John. It's so interesting. I mean, it's, you know, where, where to from here, John? Now, you say you're, go, you're going to back to I, Estonia. I got, I, I got a, a gig uh, yesterday after did I you know? I yeah. did, yeah, from my friend Michael Dawson. He runs mm-hmm. the, uh, the, the, the Irish Institute of Music and Song. Yes. And out of nowhere, he just rang me up and he said, would you do a lunchtime gig in, July, in, sorry, in August, which mm. is very hopeful with no live music. But there you go. Yes. Yeah. Little things. So my next move, I think, is that I'm going to uh, to organize a tour straight yes. away. Yes. It doesn't matter the size of the venue or whatever, I'm open to it. 
I, I was saying, John, um, last week, um, when I was saying who was coming on next week, um, just to give them a sort of a flavor for it, I was just saying the difference between a visual artist and a vocal artist is that the, the visual artists are fortunate in that, yeah, they have the materials uh, and all of that, but they have canvas, they have paper, they have walls, ceilings, floors to draw on. Your canvas is your audience. And when that is taken away from you, you are literally powerless. You know, if somebody said, yes, you could be writing, when, when but, this, but, when but this the juice dropped, that keeps you going is, is, is the performance, live performance and your audience. When, 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 when this thing dropped in March, uh, mm. everything stopped. And it's very difficult to explain to anyone what that does. That's not like losing a bit of business. And I do notice with the pandemic and the relief and all the stuff that's being done, there's no comprehension that when you make your living entirely from live music, entirely, nothing else, mm. Mm. Uh, and it's gone like that. And the suggestion that you would do something else I've learned, and my lesson is that get out there, get out there while you can still walk and play yeah. and sing and perform and travel. I'm yes. very lucky to be able to do it now. I'm very lucky to have someone to travel with me. Indeed. Yeah. Okay. Bridget Flannery says, always a uh, wonderful experience. Um, good experience to hear the music. Yeah. She's a, she's a big fan of yours. I know, I know her because she was on the other week. Um, <laughs> Are you Bridget? <laughs> so um yeah so listen um yeah this other thing i was going to ask normally i ask <clears throat> an artist who's on um what work of art they'd love to hang in their their own house you know to admire on a daily basis and i think it's probably more appropriate to ask you something more to do with with uh, singer songwriters or something like that who who would be the person that you would love to have a coffee with or lunch or dinner that you really admire <laughs> It, it would probably be a toss-up, actually, between uh, John Martin and Nick Drake. Mm. But Nick Drake probably would be the most interesting, fascinating person. Uh, every year for the last <clears throat> 12 or 13 years, I've gone to the Nick Drake gathering in Tanworth in Arden, which is where he was born and died. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, go there with all these people who love Nick Drake. And he's always been a massive inspiration. And unlike people like Elliot Smith, people who committed suicide or people who died, <clears throat> his music is filled with hope. And he yes. has suffered massively from depression. And yeah. uh, with his music, his music comes despite the depression. You can hear in songs like Black Eyed Dog, uh, where you can hear it's, it's overcoming in his last album, Pink Moon. Well, you could hear he was, it was overcoming him and uh, he wasn't actually able to play and sing at the same time in the studio when he recorded, which is fascinating because yet it's full of hope. His music is filled with hope. Yes. So uh, he would be a, a, a massive inspiration, a huge loss. He died at 26 and uh, dreadful, but it would be him. I'd like to ask him why he never changed his strings. That would be the question I would always ask him. And how did you observe that? You can hear it. They call really? them fuzzy or furry strings. It drives mm. everyone crazy. That's why he couldn't perform live because it used to take him an hour to tune the strings. <laughs> really? Extraordinary. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Catherine O'Neill says, um, I have a wonderful memory also of performance in Kilmainham Hospital, a palliative care conference, and it was indeed magic. Uh, hair on the back of your neck stuff. That, that would have been one of, of the, the private gigs that I do. That would be Anuna Corporate. Yeah. Yes, that would have been a fantastic gig. I remember it. The mm. main hospital is fantastic. Yeah, actually, there was another gig, not, not that particular one that uh, Catherine's referring to, that, that I was th uh, there 
I didn't organize you, but you were there. Um, I don't know if you remember that. That was. I, I don't remember. No, were you think... younger? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you see this um, Onuna Copra coming back? Or do you think yeah, things well, will change? There, there's all, all work has already started coming back. Uh, or it's all hope, but it's all mm. speculative. I think that the landscape for live music has changed completely. Yes. And I, I think that if we're going to have live music, people are going to have to support it. It's one of the things that I do worry about in Ireland. I live in the centre of Dublin City mm-hmm. and there's <clears> venues <throat> all over the place, but it's just not supported by anyone and it's not considered to be a rarefied enough art form. And that is somebody sitting in the corner providing you with music uh, and original music, not just cover versions of Dirty Old Town, which yeah. incidentally is Scottish, not Irish, for all of you there. Okay. Um, Malachi Heaven says, uh, thanks, Alan, for my introduction to John. Downloading his music during the interview. Can't wait to see him live. Like, I can't you... wait to receive that point zero 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 one cent royalty that I get off Spotify. Well, I, I think it's point zero five. <laughs> is it? Yeah, it was a guy on, which um, is <clears throat> quite interesting, because somebody was saying, you know, how mean Spotify is. And this guy's the financial wizard there. And he said, if you go to BBC and somebody plays your track, you get 150 quid. Yeah. All right. And he said, work that out. He said, that BBC program is watched by 8 million people. Divide 8 million into 150 quid and you get 0.000005, whereas Spotify apparently is 0.05 of one one cent, of one penny. It sounds awful, but that was his point. And, And, you know, you could argue that. My, no. my friends are, talk to me about the royalty checks that they receive or the royalties that they receive. And mm. generally, they're between less than one euro and slightly less than five euros a month. So all that live music stuff is, yeah. and, and all that recorded Spotify stuff, unless you're really doing well. It yeah, but see, it, I think the, the music business has reversed, hasn't it? It used to be you used to do concerts in order to sell records. Now you, it, you, you, it, you do records to, to sell the concert. Well, the idea of there being a music business that provides business and a living for musicians of any standard is just ridiculous. There are people that make money off musicians. That's just the way it is. Mm. Musicians generally are not considered to be part of the business. They seem to be superfluous. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I am speaking from my own personal experience. But I understand. But I, I, yeah. yeah, go on, sorry. No, I was, I was going to say that, that, that there, are, there are cases, albeit very few maybe, of people who've taken matters into their own hands and have bypassed the uh, the business aspect of it and yeah. gone on YouTube and become massive on YouTube. And then suddenly they, you know, they're on Spotify and people download it, but they're really making money out of YouTube. They are, yeah. But there's you a great word there. It's, it, there's a lot of luck involved. Hmm. There's a yeah, lot well, of sure. luck involved in success, you know? Yes, there's yes. A lot of people I know who've done extremely well. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's just... It's the way it, it falls. I think I gave you that example of walking down the, the Golden Mile at the Edinburgh Festival and the mm-hmm. idea that there would be 100 oh, opera yeah. singers all singing the same aria. And right in the middle of them is Pavarotti. And why do we have to have 99 other singers when we have Pavarotti? Mm-hmm. These are the questions you have to ask yourself about the quality of music. Yes. And it's about it, and people who are educated. That's all educated in music, who are exposed to live music. And this is where I'd love to see things go. Lots of live music, loads of it out there, not taken for granted, not background yeah. music, you know, not yeah. dirty old town. 
sure. Yeah, no, no, I know what you're saying. Um, uh, Jacinta Monk says, I cancelled my Spotify because of this, John. They've also recently... <laughs> this is what she's saying. They have also recently increased their prices to the consumer, that is. Um, yeah. Okay, I, Derek, I Derek says, how involved is John with the visual element in videos with his work? Stroke singing. In the visual element of my videos? Yeah. But that's I what probably, I am. Yeah. But the vast amount of my input into Anuna for since right since the beginning was visual. Was visual. And yeah. I, I did a lot of study in, in early Christian possession, <clears throat> which which was into interesting when I was in Russia to see that the Orthodox Church in Russia still practices that very measured idea that ritual is not a th it's not a set thing. Ritual is in the performer. If the performer believes what they're doing and in what they're doing, the audience will. If they don't and if they're acting, people can tell, you know, yeah. respect your audience. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Quite agree. Um, John, I'm going to introduce the last video, uh, <laughs> which is Sarah Jane. Sorry, I'm not going to introduce it. You are. <laughs> Could well, you tell this, us about Sarah Jane? Because it's a beautiful, well, well, very, beautiful very, song. very quickly. Right. Yeah. I didn't tell you what the song was about for a start. No. This song was written. I actually wrote this in mm -hmm. one go. Uh, when uh, Elizabeth Sladen died. And Elizabeth Sladen, for anyone who's into Doctor Who, was Sarah Jane Smith. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. It was Sarah Jane Smith. That. And as a, as a child, everyone had a doctor. And my doctor was John Pertwee and Tom Baker. And yeah. Sarah Jane was the one that spanned both of them. And Elizabeth Sladen died of cancer uh, in, in the most, I mean, it was awful, but in the most dignified and private way. And I remember hearing the news and sitting down straight away, I wept, you know, very rarely a stranger mm. in something so far in the past. And she represented everything to me. It was like my childhood was gone, literally. Yes. So yeah. this song was, was written for her. I've never, the video is fascinating because the video was done in one day and one night. Right. Done by, a by my friend, Brad Value, uh, traveling in Iceland with his wife, Karen. And mm -hmm. uh, Richard Boyle was there as well. And our model, our actor is uh, Nikki Kavanagh, who is, mm -hmm. by the way, playing a nun in Malta at the moment for Channel 5. I know, it's bizarre. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this is, this is the, the bit at the beginning, unlike what you thought it was, is actually the Northern Lights. So let it roll. Yes, there. exactly. Well, I'm glad you said that, actually, because I, I, I literally thought it was a stage set. So, so explain that. You, you, it was the night before the, the shoot, was it? No, we did the shoot and on the way back, we stopped yeah. off and Brad mm -hmm. said, I think there's a gap in the clouds, uh, which there wasn't because it was lashing rain. And we all mm -hmm. piled out into this national park. Yeah. And Jesus didn't the Northern Lights come and literally reach down from the heavens. You'll see it at the beginning. Extraordinary. Yeah. Okay, let's listen to that now. See the things I got to see. 
hadn't crossed the line If you hadn't paved the road and made the time Nothing I would rather do Than walk the London streets with you sad very sad yeah mm. can't wait to go back to iceland cannot wait really yeah first I watching, flight I, I was watching rick stein on reykjavik it was a repeat <laughs> of his, his weekends away and, god i'm uh, a big fan of rick how's he getting yeah on? I haven't, haven't got great. He, he and i did a gig a bit like you <laughs> a while back yeah 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 twice but anyway um yeah reykjavik and, and iceland look, look, look fascinating and that's a, it's such a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Yeah, that that song Michael uh, did, my brother did the uh, the. Oh God, it wasn't that one. It was a different one. Well, there you go. Actually, my producer, if she's on, hmm. and friend and co-writer and co-creator Rebecca Shannon, uh, yeah. she's uh, she's responsible for the album. Fifty uh, percent of everything that I've ever done, from the point of view of moving forward creatively in the last five yeah. years has been Rebecca, so I'd like to say hi to her if she gets a look at this. Sure thing, sure thing. Um, John, t- tell us about your, your latest album and how people can acquire it. The latest album, listen to it. The latest album is, we, we sold out yesterday, but we're getting another run on it. That's Fragments. Oh, and yeah. Yes. So Fragments is available on Spotify, <laughs> Bandcamp, 
there's a few videos of it up. I have playlists all over the place. So if resubscribe to Spotify, otherwise you never get to hear anything. <laughs> <laughs> there is that, yeah. Um, Moreland says this presentation is absolutely fabulous. He's, he's, he's uh, so gifted. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you um, very much. One thing I always ask artists is, is where do they get their inspiration, John? You know, do, do you get it by walking the, the, the drumlins up where you are? Or, or, or what, where, you know, what really kind of inspires you? Uh, I'm the, probably one of the world's biggest Beatles fans. And mm -hmm. uh, Paul McCartney never floated my boat. The greatest songwriter of all time. But I remember seeing uh, an interview with John Lennon. And when he was asked how he wrote music, he used to write the music first and then the words. Mm. And unfortunately, I love playing the guitar and I love creating music and melodies, complex and all as they might be. And then I will sit and wait for the song to come. Yeah. That's, I don't have notebooks or anything. I have no process at all. Mm. And they come, they come, they come. They might take five years and I can do them in one, like Sarah Jane there. Mm. I did that in one go, literally in one go. And so just to, one. to clarify, do, do, do you say you write the words first, the lyrics? No, no, I never write oh, the lyrics. It's the other way around. I beg your pardon. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the, the song is sitting there in the firmament. The melody is sitting in the firmament waiting for the words to find it. Mm -hmm. It's the most atrocious practice for creating anything. <laughs> and it's so frustrating. Yeah. Would you say that's unusual? Would you say most people actually do it the other way around? Yeah. It's incredibly unusual. But when I heard John Lennon did it I actually went right down that rabbit hole and now I'm stuck there yeah yeah well do you know that's your your thing you know one life Alan you got to do that's it, it. away Catherine O'Neill says is it possible to buy your music on golden discs are golden discs still a thing that would probably online you can't, you, you can still buy my CD if you go onto my website and send me a contact, you can buy the first CD, but we have literally sold out. I sold the last one last night yeah. of Fragments, but we're getting some more copies made. So yes, you can buy it. JohnMcLynn.com. Yeah. Check it out. Okay. You'll get me on, I'm all over social media as well. We'll we put, we put that on the, um, uh, underneath the description <clears throat> in, the, in the video. Okay. So listen, John, we leave, we leave it there. Um, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You're, you're, I hate using the word national treasure, but you are. Thank you so much. I feel that too. <laughs> Modest as you ever, however, from the you day however, I met you. You're an international treasure, Alan. And everybody <laughs> here would agree that. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> anyway, listen, thank you so much. I wish you every success in the future and happiness in your marriage with your lovely new wife. We've had a and year together, Alan, and it's going swimmingly every day is brilliant well, do, do you know what is it's the biggest test for a relationship being stuck together like that for <laughs> <laughs> a couple of months you know so well a done year. you yeah a yeah. year over a year over a year yeah thanks okay. a million alan and, right. and well well done on your series i've been following it and i'm absolutely blown away well done well done thanks a million. i look forward to meeting up with you john in person soon great let's right. do something Okay, so listen, we leave it there, guys. Um, thank you all for watching uh, from all parts of the globe, which is wonderful. And uh, I hope you enjoy that. If you did, give it a thumbs up, give it a subscribe and ring the old bell. And there's a little link below that you can, you, you can um, press. So please do that if you're enjoying the series. Now, next week, um, we, are we are traveling to, I think, Wicklow, um, where we're going to meet a ceramic artist. And her work is absolutely stunning. I think you'd really, really enjoy it. 
So I look forward to seeing you uh, same place, same time uh, next Saturday. And um, all will be revealed as usual on my social media on Wednesday as to who this artist is. So thanks again, everybody. Thank you very much, John, uh, so much. And um, look forward to seeing you soon, okay? Bye, everybody. Thank you. Okay. That's it, John, we're gonna stop recording. I'm gonna unmute everybody. Uh, stop recording.